1: for those of you who've ever dreamt of starting up your own homestead dairy, first off, I think you're crazy. <laughs> but you're only as crazy as my wife. My wife has wanted for so long to have a dairy from our homestead. In the last couple of years, we have finally got to the point where we have been milking animals. We've been milking cows, we've been milking goats. Today's episode is for you. We're gonna talk first to someone who has turned a dairy herd into a family-run farm business that's doing really well. And then we're gonna to talk to you about milk itself, goat's milk, sheep's milk, cow's milk, and what is the best. So stay tuned for that. I just wanted to do a little bit of updates just so you understand where the show's headed, all you podcast listeners, what we're doing, and then we'll dive right into today's episode. sustainable life. We can become more self-sufficient. We can get more connected with the planet around us. And we can do all of this together. So everybody, cozy up. It's time for another episode of Homesteady. So welcome back to the Homesteady podcast. First, before we dive into today's show, a couple of updates about how we're going to be producing this podcast and what you can expect. Not too long ago, we announced that we were going to be creating a show from our website just for the Homesteady Pioneers. This show is the Homesteady Pioneers Live from the Barn Show. We are currently running it every Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. The real fun part about this live show is it's basically us sitting down to do this podcast, but it's live. And if you're one of our pioneers, you can join us for this show not only to listen to the interview itself, but at the end, we open up our guest to the audience. We just let the audience have their way with them and uh, the audience can ask questions and just dive into the topic at a different level, get some personal advice. So it's a really awesome way for you to get some help on your own homestead. If you're a homesteading pioneer and we're interviewing someone about goats and you want to have goats or you're having a problem with your goats, Join us for the live show as a pioneer, it's five bucks a month and uh, you can ask that expert, someone who knows more than me, who knows possibly more than you. uh, Yeah, you can dive in and just grill them. So it's a really awesome change to the home study show. I hope you can join us for that, but don't worry. I know not everyone can become a pioneer. So if you can't do the five bucks a month, if you can't be a home study pioneer, the recordings from that live show are being edited and they will show up here along with some other recordings from our YouTube channel on the podcast. So what you're gonna to hear today is the first episode of our new podcast, the way we're gonna be producing this. It is what you're used to, a really good edit, a nice story, there's some music, there's some sound effects. The whole thing that you've come to expect from Home Study Podcast, it's going to be here the same way. Just know that this is about half of the interview. If you love this interview, if you wanna hear another half hour of that interview. That is what is available in the Pioneer Library for the Pioneers. And every episode, the extended versions are gonna be available for our members, the Homesteady Pioneers, back at the website. It's $5 a month and that gives you access to all the recordings on demand instantly the minute you become a Pioneer. You can binge them all that month if you want to. And then when we do our live show, you can join us for that. So I hope you can become a Pioneer and join us for the show. But if not, don't worry, you're still going to get to hear the best parts of the interviews and lots of other stuff featured on the podcast here. You're going to hear in today's episode one of our Homesteady Pioneer interviews with Rachel Travis, all about making money from goats and goat soap. And then we're going to share what is another new feature of our channel to you podcast listeners. We've been doing this on YouTube for a while now. We're doing a weekly Q&A. It's called Ask Study, and this is open to everybody. You don't have to be a pioneer for this. All you have to do is head over to YouTube, comment on one of our videos with the hashtag Ask Study, all one word. At the end of the week, I go through the questions. I find kind of the most popular question of the week and I might even read your question as the question of the week. You're gonna hear today uh, an example of that. Somebody asked about cow's milk, goat's milk, sheep's milk. So that will be the second half of the podcast, you get to hear that audio. So if you can be a pioneer, there's a whole lot of bonus content for you and you can join us live. If you can't, you can still get questions asked on our YouTube channel. Don't forget, hashtag Ask and that has to be over at YouTube because that's the place that we look for the weekly questions. So you gotta do that in one of our YouTube videos. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It's a really good look into how to make some money from my you know animal that I love to hate and hate to love (laughs) goats so I did something last year that shocked a lot of homesteadies most faithful followers and I got a lot of flack for it in our YouTube comments I bought goats I was a long time known as a goat hater because we had a few bad experiences with a few bad goats and I had sworn them off forever. We were moving to Pennsylvania and Kay's aunt called us and said, hey, when you guys come down here, would you mind picking up a couple of goats for me? And we were like, sure, we'll go pick up some baby goats. And I should have known better because when you go and see baby goats, I've warned you before, this is what happens. When you go and see baby goats, you buy baby goats. Yeah?
2: So, I'm I'm gonna get a goat too. Mommy, I'm feeding. We
1: knew knew this was gonna happen. I've warned you, don't go see baby goats. Which doling? The
2: one I love. Of
1: of course you love her already, of course. We've gone, Valerie, we've gone and seen a lot of baby goats, and I knew. We don't go see baby, it's like seeing puppies. And sure enough, we walked out of that barn with one who is now our beloved Gizmo. And Gizmo turned into Gizmo and Lacey. And everybody watching, you probably already know the deal. Now, what are we up to, bud? About six goats in the back, six and counting. The, the reason of getting goats, that they're cute. That was a nice reason. But as a homestead, uh, we, we needed more reasons, right? So we thought, okay, well, we're, we have goats. We'll do the goat's milk, right? And now we have all these babies, and they're all jumping around, and we have all these does that are in milk right now. And for those of you homesteaders who have been down this road before, you know it's coming. You start milking your animals, we have a couple cows that are going to be coming into milk soon, eventually we're going to be overrun with milk, and we're going to be doing what most homesteaders do in this position saying, what am I going to do with all this milk? I have goat's milk i have cow's milk and i have a big family Uh, we're going to drink it we're going to use it in cereal but eventually you run out of ways to eat milk before it goes bad and this is where our guest was way back when she uh, began with her goats
2: for my seventh birthday i really wanted a goat because i've seen all these cute little baby goats on tv and We already had like a small family farm with like chickens and like piglets and like little things that we had. So I really wanted a baby goat. And so my older sister, who's 10 years older than me, researched goats and she decided that she wanted to get me a Nubian because they have the long floppy ears and they're really cute. (laughs) Um, So I got my first goat when I was seven years old. And then from there, everybody was like, oh, do you want more goats? We're getting rid of ours, blah, blah, blah. So by the time I was nine years old, I had 15 goats, ride them <laughs> all, and they were all in milk. I was the only one that knew how to milk. So I was milking 15 goats twice a day.
1: I'm First off, I'm blown away by the idea that at nine years old, you could handle milking that many goats. I just started milking. So my wife does the cow milking at our homestead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with our little goat operation, which just got started here, and we've been trying to get Goats in milk for years. We attempted with goats before we got our cows. We gave up because we had some bad experiences and yep. things just didn't go right. A lot of learner's curve, which you probably remember back when you were like eight. <laughs> yeah. So we went through a lot of that kind of learner's curve. We gave up. We went to cows and we really like cows. We actually mm-hmm. wound up getting back into goats uh, partially because it was another, another thing to have on the homestead. When the cows dried off, we were going to run mm-hmm. out of milk. Uh, but this is our first time back in milk and it's actually my first time being more involved with the actual milking and I'm right now I'm working with my seven-year-old daughter just teaching her and the first morning of milking one goat.
3: (laughs) Wow I
1: do not have milking muscles oh how are you doing back there mama? yeah I grabbed my hands were getting sore after just that one side so picturing yeah. like a nine-year-old girl with 15 goats, that's that's <laughs> awesome. So how did the family get them involved? Did they dive right in, did they like it? Was How'd they feel about it?
2: So I eventually had to teach my sister and my mom and my older brother, Caleb, how to milk and they would help me out with that.
3: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: With that comes 15 gallons of milk a day because I had a lot of Nubian goats and they all produce a gallon of milk a day. So I had so much milk. I was like, what do I do with all this milk as every dairy farmer comes across at one point or another. And I started looking up on YouTube and Google, like what you could do with goat milk. And I found the soap. And I was still in elementary school at this point. So I'd be like, oh, this would be a great gift for all my teachers. Uh, So I made the soap with the help of my mom and my sister. And I gave it away as gifts to my friends, family, teachers, like anybody who wanted soap, I gave it to them. And people started coming back saying it really helped their skin and they really loved it. And it shocked me because I didn't know that it was good for your skin. I just made it because it was a fun thing to make. So I started really researching it and I made my own recipe. And then I started selling it at farmer's markets and it kind of just took off from there.
1: That's incredible. Uh, So start (laughs) to finish you you're, you go out in the morning, you milk your goats, till that bar of soap is on the counter at one of your local, you guys are in Rhode Island, right? Located yep. in Rhode Island. So start to finish, how long does it take you to get a product out?
2: We have a supply of soap because we make it all the time, so we always have some ready. Yeah. So we can get stuff out pretty fast but it does like if you were starting from the very beginning to get something out it would take at least two weeks to do
1: that's pretty incredible because we've been so we've been homesteading and trying to run a farm business back when we were in connecticut we were actually trying to become a farm we were trying to i was going to do the whole farmer thing and a couple of seasons of trying that i gave up (laughs) but we still always tried to become a profitable homestead where you know what we're going to produce something that we wanted And then we were gonna share that with our community and and at least make our homestead profitable, which was what we did our show on last week, just having a profitable homestead. And everything that we we tried usually was in the meat category because I like raising meat. We started with meat chickens. So we did a, a couple batches of meat chickens. We eat chicken at least once a week. Sometimes we'll have it for dinner and then the next day we'll have the leftovers for lunch. This year we raised rangers and Cornish crosses. Meat chickens take two months, you know, start to finish to to get to your, you know, from your chicks to the freezer. Uh, Pigs, which I think are a great way to put a lot of meat in the freezer quickly, they take six months. And then you get to some of the other animals, it's, you know, even longer. And we have interviewed, doing the podcast, a lot of different people trying to make money from homesteading. Uh, We talked to uh, one of my favorite uh, longtime guests, Elaine from uh, Old Homestead Alpacas and she was telling us that alpacas, if you're making fiber, fiber takes from, you know, the alpaca harvesting the fiber from it to having a ball of yarn that you can sell years if you're a small-scale producer. So two weeks is kind of a really nice turnaround. Yeah. Now, given it's going to take you longer than two weeks to have a goat come into milk. It took us a year to get our girls. Mm -hmm. But you could, in theory, if you found a good goat who was in milk and you knew how to do it. Which are pretty
2: easy to find. Yeah,
1: and this is one of the other things I think is really nice about this idea. With goats, milk, soap, this is a good question for you, Rachel, Is is there a better quality or could you reasonably just get started with the first thing you found on Craigslist and then improve your herd?
2: With goat milk soap, you could just get whatever goat was in milk on Craigslist. For drinking, Milk, uh, I always recommend Nubian goats because they have one of the highest, butter fat content, which makes their milk taste the most like cow's milk, which is mostly what people like about it.
1: Uh, You mentioned briefly, you went through a list of how uh, the family has been involved, but when you look on your Instagram feed, when you look at your guys' website, it looks like a family run farm at this point. How, over time, how did you incorporate everybody in it and what does everybody do nowadays?
2: Well, everybody um, plays their part in the farm and the business. So my brother, Noah, he is my sibling closest in age to me. He's two years older than me and I don't have my license yet because I refuse to get it. So <laughs> He drives me everywhere. So he drives me to all my farmers markets. He drives me to my soap shows and he drives me to different stores to drop off. soap. So that's how he plays into the business. My sister Jacqueline and my mom, they both help me with the business and uh, my sister helps me with the farm. My younger sister Misha, uh, she helps out on the farm all the time and she's only eight, so she helps when she can, she's still in school. so. And then all of my brothers, they help me build my barns, they help me clean out my stalls, so like all the manual labor I leave on them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my dad, he helps build all the barns and stuff too. So everybody pitches in where they can um they all have full-time jobs so they can't do it all the time but everybody helps me out where they can and when they can so it really is a fa- family business and affair
1: was it easy yeah that's like a silly question but what were i guess what were the challenges starting the business at such a young age and through through school years growing this business what challenges did you face doing that
2: it was definitely very difficult to do it. In the beginning, I wasn't planning on having a business. So I kind of did everything backwards. So I only got my LLC for my business two years ago yeah. when I realized that you needed one. <laughs> um, so when I was in elementary school, it was pretty hard like to manage everything because I'd only really do it in the summertime. But I started being homeschooled once I hit sixth grade. So I've been doing the business in my farm and schooling, obviously, full-time, and I graduated this year. So um, throughout the years of being homeschooled, it was definitely a lot easier with being homeschooled because I can manage my time a lot better. Um, so I always recommend homeschooling for anybody who works on a farm or has a business or anything because it's just a lot easier. But it was definitely tough in the beginning because nobody took me seriously because I was so young.
1: When you say nobody took you seriously, when you, I, th- I feel like if you're a nine year old and you're walking into, because our audience doesn't know yet, but I, I saw the list. You guys are, you sell out of many stores, right? Throughout yep. Rhode Island. How many, do you know off the top of your head how many stores you're in?
2: I'm not sure
1: off the top So 10. over 10? Yeah. So you yeah, guys are in a lot of different stores and, and different farmers markets too, right? Yeah. So you, I mean, you have a really, like you have a big presence. I picture like a nine or a 10 or 11 year old walking into a store and there's this like, oh, cute little girl, okay, honey, what are you doing, right? Yeah. Um, When you say nobody took you seriously, what were you pitching them and how would they respond?
2: So the first time I tried to get into stores, I wrote over 50 letters, handwritten letters to a bunch of stores in Rhode Island to see who would, interested in having a meeting with me. Um, I had very few stores contact me back and those two stores, my mom would drop me off in the front. I'd walk in by myself. I'd have my box of products that I brought in with me and I would just tell them what I did and how I started and like give them my pricing and ask them if they were interested. Um, I had two stores in the very beginning who carried my soap, which was pineapple rose primitives. They're no longer a store but they carried my soap and country mutt which was a dog grooming place in my town. Those two stores really gave me the encouragement that I could do this. So I was like, all right, two people believe it.
1: Yeah.
2: So after I figured out that the letters didn't really work because people aren't gonna respond to you, I started going to different stores. So I'd have my mom drop me off in the front of the stores and I just walk in. And that's how I landed Bright's Dairy Farm, which is one of my biggest retailers. Um, I just walked in and I asked for a meeting. And th- we set up a meeting and I went and I pitched my product idea. And once people started talking to me, they realized that I knew what I was talking about and that I wasn't just pitching like my parents' product that they were trying to sell. Yeah. And they knew that I was actually the person behind it, which was mostly the it was the biggest thing. People didn't believe that I was doing it. Um, So I kind of had to prove myself to everybody that I talked to. And I still do because I'm still young. People don't really believe that I run the business or I started the business. Um, But most of the time when I start talking to people and talking how I started it and the struggles that I've had, they start to believe me a little more. But that's what I mean when I say that nobody took me seriously, is that when I walked in, everybody was like, okay, we'll think about it. And they would just – I'd go on my way, which I never – took it to heart because I could understand that I was young and that it most of these people deal with adults, but it was hard for me in the beginning.
1: I did not start my my first business at nine. Well, maybe I had a couple of, uh, I was trying to sell baseball cards and uh, Pokemon <laughs> cards at school, but like a real legit business, I didn't start till I was out of school. Uh, but still, when you start your first business, whether you're nine or you're 29 you still can feel um not worthy right you're in those you get that elevator pitch moment and you're Mm -hmm. nervous you're you're so even if you're not if you're a grown man you still might feel like you're maybe a nine-year-old little boy or little girl Uh, what advice would you give to somebody who's thinking about this trying to make their first pitch maybe they've wrote a few letters and it didn't work Mm -hmm. how do you get past that wall of like your mom dropping you off and sending you by yourself into that yeah. store?
2: Um, you just can't give up. The worst thing that someone could say to you is no. And that's the worst thing they could say to you. And that's what my mom always told me. She's like, don't take it to heart. The worst thing they can say is no. And then she'd send me into the store. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so that's what I've always taken is going to something you might be nervous, but the worst thing they can do is say no. And you're not walking out with anything less. And you just have to know your stuff. You have to know your business.
1: I feel like you're ready for shark take, Rachel. You just <laughs> go in, know your stuff and you're not you won't be afraid of any of those guys. Where do you see this business? I mean it's grown it's grown a lot. Where is it heading?
2: I have a graphic designer, Brittany Madeiros, and she helped me design all my packaging and stuff, so it's all professional now. And I have my website, which is chivesfamilyfarm.com for anybody who wants to look on it. And I am going to school in September for business and accounting to further my business. And hopefully one day I'll be able to employ my family and friends and actually pay everybody that's been helping me throughout <laughs> the years. And I can just, you know, have my farm and have my family working with me. And that's really what I hope for. My uh, sister and my mom are joined on my business now. so. They're gonna
1: help me a lot. Like full-time work goes, this is all you're doing? Yep. And what about your sister and your mom? Is this all they're doing too now? Yep. That's awesome. So you've created this. This is what I thought was so cool coming across that that post on Instagram. A seven-year-old girl gets a little goat and from that passion and that interest and just diving in and then pushing through where it got hard going by yourself into the stores. Uh, You've created not only something that you're enjoying, but now you're bringing your family in on it.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, You know, with homesteading, so much of what we do, uh, we look to, it starts small, right? We take one little seed, we put that one little seed in the ground and it sprouts a plant. And if you let that plant continue, it will go to seed. And then from that one little seed, you get, you know, 10 more plants. That's what's so exciting, I think, about homesteading is you never know when you get started, we started with six chickens and mm-hmm. I didn't have any interest in doing livestock. <laughs> my wife was a farm girl. She wanted to have animals, I wanted to have land. And it just grew into now, this is, we have the homestead and we do the show and this is my our full-time thing. My wife and I work from yeah. home with our family. What is it like to work alongside with your family doing what you love.
2: Oh, it's amazing. Um, my family and I get along really well together. Um, my All my brothers work with my dad in construction. And then me, my sister, my mom work with soap business. So we all work together. We're all home every day for dinner, even though some of my siblings don't live in our house anymore because they've got their own places and their own families. We're all home for dinner every night. And we all see each other every day. And we all work really well with each other. Um, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I love my business and I love my farm and I love my life
1: the way it is. If you want to learn more about Rachel or purchase any of her products, head over to TravisFamilyFarm.com or click on the links below. Believe it or not, this was not even half of my entire interview with Rachel. We talked about how to make goat's milk soap how to balance school and running a business, and a whole lot more. If you want to hear the entire extended interview, click here to become a Homesteady Pioneer. You get instant access to this entire interview, as well as all our other Live from the Barn Pioneers episodes.
0: Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt.
1: So, awesome interview with Rachel Travis. We really enjoyed that. Now, maybe you're thinking to yourself, I'm not totally sold on goats. I have listened to us talk goats down time and time again, but I'm not really ready for a cow either. Should I try milking a sheep? <laughs> Recently, we were asked over at the Homesteady YouTube channel for our Ask Homesteady segment, which dairy animal's milk is the best? We dive into sheep's, cows', and goat's milk. It's sheep's milk, not sheep. Y- you got me. <laughs> in this segment on our YouTube channel, Ask Home Study. Remember to get a question in for Ask Home Study. Head over to YouTube, ask a question on one of the videos from this week with that hashtag, and maybe you'll be featured in the next Ask Home Study. Sheep milk versus cow milk versus goat milk. Which is the best tasting one and what should you have on your homestead dairy? We're going to answer those questions in today's episode of Ask Homestead. Let's dive right in. Good question here about milk. We've been talking about milk and goats, dairy and all that stuff. And Eddie wants to know, he's thinking about getting dairy goats, but we've got him curious about the flavor of the milk. He says, is sheep's milk closer to cow's milk in flavor? Also, I've heard fresh goat's milk doesn't have goaty slash earthy flavors like store-bought goat's milk. Have you found this to be true? And he didn't remember to put Ask Homesteady in his question. Don't worry, Eddie. I saw that question and I added the Ask Homesteady hashtag because I knew it's a great question to cover on this channel. But just try to remember, everybody, if you want to get your question answered, put the hashtag Ask Homesteady in your question so I can find it when I sit down to do this every Friday. Eddie, as a general rule, and you will find a lot of general information when you Google whose milk tastes better and who's better for a homesteader, this is what you're gonna hear generally, right? The basic answer. Cows eat grass. With the grass, they're gonna pick up some dirt, and some soil, you're gonna get that. That's gonna affect the flavor of their milk. They have larger molecules that make up that milk, Larger globules. So that's going to affect the the flavor and the quality and how your body digests it. If you're used to cow milk, well get ready for a change if you go to goat's milk because goats don't eat grass. They're not getting the same soil. Goats eat a lot of brambles and briars and you can get that acrid flavor in goat's milk at times depending on what they're eating, eating different things. Uh, Hormone levels in a goat can affect the flavor of their milk. So if you have a buck Another reason not to keep a buck on your homestead. If you have a buck close by and the girl's hormone levels are rising, that can affect the flavor and change it. Mineral deficiencies are said to affect flavor. And then let's go over the world of sheep. Sheep have a higher fat content than goats or cows. So that's going to affect your flavor. A lot of people describe sheep's milk as sweeter. That's what you'll find at a basic level Google, right? Here's the different milks. Pick and choose as you like, but there is a there's a problem with that, and the problem is it's an oversimplified question. Whose milk is better? Who tastes more like a cow? Um, because and not that I'm not yelling at you Eddie for the question you asked. I'm just letting you know that it's too hard of an answer to a question to answer for you you have to answer it yourself because I can have cows three different cows lined up and taste milk from three different cows and they can taste different each one of them this cow's milk this is a Jersey that's on fresh spring pasture and uh, I get the milk raw at Jersey and it's rich in butter fat and it's delicious it's got a sweetness to it uh, I'm a Jersey milk guy it's my thing over here we have a Holstein uh, that got himself in an onion patch and it's a, less butterfat quality, more watery, and it got into something it shouldn't have, and that affects the flavor. And then I have some, you know, meat milk crossover here with a low butterfat volume. You can get three different cows, three different kinds of milk. So, does sheep or goat taste more like the cow? Well, which cow? Uh, this is the problem. We have been, so, and I include myself in this, Eddie, we all have been so far removed from the basic milk product that one cow gives. In our mind, most of us think of milk now. You go to the supermarket, you get your gallon of milk, and that jug of milk kind of all tastes the same. If I buy a gallon of milk in Pennsylvania and a gallon of milk in Connecticut, it kind of all tastes the same. And that's because most of it's been produced in the same way, a whole lot of holsteins in a you know a, one farm where they've been fed all kind of the same ration, and maybe some silage. It's gone through the ultra pasteurizing process, so it's been scorched, you know, real hot heat, kill off all kinds of stuff in it, and then bottled and put on the shelf for us and it's a week old when we're drinking it. You know, that's what so much of our our palates are used to when we think of milk. But that's not what one cow's milk tastes like. If you drink raw milk produced from that same farm, and I know this because there's been times that we've had raw milk from a a Holstein uh, bulk farm tank. We've gone to a Holstein farm with a bulk tank. They're making milk for craft, and we've popped that open and drank it. That milk tastes different than the gallon at the supermarket. (coughs) Excuse me. And then that individual cow, one cow in the whole herd would taste even more different. So cow's milk all tastes different. And then the same is true about goats. You can read an article that says, you know, sheep's milk tastes better than goat's milk. But I guarantee you I could find a sheep that had bad-tasting milk and a goat. We used to have a Nigerian Nigerian dwarf alpine cross. She only gave this much milk, a little, like, quarter of a quart every day but that milk would in a blind taste test you would be fooled that that was like jersey raw jersey milk it was buttery fat rich sweet everything you love about jersey milk that that little goat was making the same thing she was making this much of it so it didn't make sense for me to spend much time milking her but it was it was d- delicious quality milk better than probably a lot of sheep milk out there Sheep milk, same thing. There's gonna be some great quality sheep milk out there. There's gonna be some that maybe... Now, sheep milk, some people say it's too sweet. It's too high sugar uh, tasting. So I'm not trying to shoot holes in your question, Eddie. I'm not trying to make you feel like, oh, I haven't sampled all these milks. What I'm trying to point out is if you're deciding for your homestead what you want, you need to explore more options. You need to go on field trips. Go to farms who produce what you want to produce. If you're interested in getting some Nubian dairy goats because your favorite YouTube homesteading channel loves Nubians. If you're used, if that's what you're into, we'll go to a farm that has Nubian goats and is in milk and and why are they gonna give you the time of day? Because if they do, you'll buy kids from them. Let, ask them, hey, do you sell kids in the springtime? Yep, yeah, we sure do. I'm interested in getting some. Do you mind if I come and try the milk? If they say no, don't buy goats from them. Go somewhere else. Guarantee you'll find somebody who will let you try the milk if they're going to sell you a kid. A farm might let you come just to do the field trip. farm might not want to be wasted, you know, have their time wasted by your presence. But if they don't want to waste their time with sharing the milk with you, you know, don't buy a kid from them. Find somebody who doesn't mind spending some time letting you try the product. We went to a goat dairy one time, we got to try their product, uh, try out some cheeses. We didn't even wind up buying a goat from them because they only wanted to sell us two La Manchas that were ugly and we're vain when it comes to goats, we like pretty goats. You see that Gizmo, she's got a beautiful coat. So go and do some field trips. Taste sheeps. The kind of sheep you're looking at, taste their milk. The kind of goats you're looking at, taste their milk. Is it true that fresh Nubian milk will not, or fresh goat milk period will not be so goaty in flavor? Absolutely. Fresh goat milk is a total different animal compared to older goat milk. But that's true about all milks. The fresher it is, the better quality, more delicious, all good things. I like fresh milk. That's why we have, well, we have a dairy thing here because the women in my life love dairy animals. But I'm a big fan of the raw product that comes from it. You're probably going to be a big fan of the product that comes from it if you do your homework. If you don't, I guarantee you. Any of the animals we talked about here, you can find ones that have awful-tasting milk, and you'll be disappointed by. It. I've had goats that had great-quality milk. I've got goats that milk tasted just, would like couldn't even drink it. It was a waste of our time to milk that animal. So do your homework, try stuff out, and that's the only way you'll be sure whatever you're used to, whatever you think milk should taste like, find animal that matches that, or get used to an animal that tastes different and uh, you know, teach yourself to like that. So I hope that helps. That's how I suggest anybody looking to get into a homestead milk, go about purchasing their animal. That's the end of today's Ask Homesteady, but it's not the end of Ask Homesteady for the week. Like we said, we're going to be splitting Ask Homesteady up now into three days, three parts, basically taking the weekend to answer your questions. And you'll see another format change coming next week. We'll talk about that next week. I'm really excited. Ask Home City has become a huge part of this channel, and it's because you have questions and you're not afraid to ask, and I'm not afraid to try to answer them as best I can with the experience I have and leaning on the experience of the others that I've taken on as mentors. I really appreciate you watching to the end. If you like Ask Homesteady, you can be sure that we keep doing it by supporting this channel by becoming a Homesteady Pioneer. There's a whole lot of bonus content about goats. Learn how to make money with goats. Uh, learn about breeding goats. Become a Pioneer, it's five bucks a month. You get a lot of bonus content. You get discounts on homesteading supplies. Northeast Edible gives 10% discount on your entire purchase for your orchards and your fruit trees and things. That right there, you can save five bucks a month easily on orchard stuff. Uh, or if you're not going to be a pioneer, that's okay. If you're going to do shopping on Amazon, type in www.amsteady.com. That will forward you to Amazon or click in the link in our description below. What's coming tomorrow and the next day on Ask Homesteady? Funny should you should ask. Do you want to homestead and go on vacation? You can do it. So this is a slightly older excerpt from one of our slightly older Ask Homesteady episodes. Uh, We have changed the format a little bit. And as we continue forward with the podcast, you'll hear new snippets from the newer Ask Homesteady format. And uh, I hope you enjoy it because there's a lot of really good topics that we've covered there that I think are questions that many of you have. And if you're not watching our YouTube channel, you're missing out on the answers to these questions. If you want to get a question answered, head over to YouTube, ask a question on any of our most recent videos with the hashtag Ask Homesteady, and maybe you'll hear it featured here on the podcast. What will you hear in the next episode of the Homesteady podcast? We get Ask Tractor Mike, our special guest for the month to talk all about buying your first tractor or your next tractor. We have some great insights there. It's a really in-depth interview about buying tractors and using tractors, and for those of you who are like me, who are a little bit newer or green to the tractor, I think you're going to really enjoy that. We also have an Ask Home Study snippet for that episode, so stay tuned for that. Some of our new podcast episodes will have two interviews like we used to do some of them will have one interview and a similar topic ask homesteady excerpt so there's going to be some variety as far as how many should you expect i am kind of getting this new pioneers show off the ground i'm trying to get into a weekly routine with this show which means we're going to have a lot more content coming in that's what we're able to do with the help of the homesteady pioneers so a lot more content means more podcast episodes Will it be two a month or three a month or a weekly show? Not yet, not yet. I'm not gonna go and say it's gonna be that frequent, but you're going to be getting more than what we used to do. And that's good news for everybody. So special thanks to the Homesteady Pioneers for helping us to do that and make more more content for all of you. And of course, thank you to podcast listeners, all you who are out there listening on your drive right now or if you're taking a jog or doing your chicken chores. We're so grateful to have each and every one of you listening to this show. I hope you enjoy the new format. Email me, Austin, this is Homesteady if you have thoughts. If you like it, if you'd like to hear something different, let me know. We are making this show for you guys out there listening, and we want you to enjoy it. So we thank you so much, and we will see you in the... Well, we'll, you'll, we'll be talking to you in the next podcast. I've become a YouTuber now. I say we'll see you in the next video, but, but uh, you're going to hear us. So until then, remember the road is rocky, make home steady.